How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. Go. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore and love. Welcome to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Episodes the podcast all about how to lose a guy in 10 days, the 2003 rom-com classic. I'm Eric Nash from uh, Watchmen Minute and Almost Famous Minute. I'm Jamie. Uh, I have guested on Indiana Jones Minute, most notably. Yes, and Jamie, you're, you're considered my our co-host. I'm the host. Yes. And we have our guest on today, uh, Jack. I'm Jack Stovold from reopeningthewormhole.com. That's a cool uh, cool website name. That's the best website. I'm a little scared to open it. Don't be scared. <laughs> what do we do on this show? We're covering this movie, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Uh, one, one 11 minute, 33 second segment at a time. Uh, and this is similar to the movies by minutes, where it's generally one minute, but even sometimes five minutes and other things too. Two minutes and... I- I believe Two minutes this is, and 37 seconds for The Shining. If I'm not wrong, this is the first uh, Movies by 11 Minutes and 33 Seconds <laughs> podcast. That's right. <laughs> Pretty sure. Groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. I think this is going to really... It's a game changer. This is going to be the new format that everybody's doing yeah. from now on. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go over uh, what kind of happens throughout this 11 minutes, 33 seconds. Um, and in a couple different ways, uh, there's some characters that we were given names to and, and just what they're doing and so forth is important. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we'll close out with, uh, some different things along the lines of, uh, uh, just our general, uh, takes on rom-coms and so forth. Great. And I believe Jamie, you, uh, you have a description of this segment, right? Sure. I can tell you what happens in the segment. So... It started off in a bathroom. Our two leads. Is it a bathroom? I, th- I think it's a bathroom. It's got a shower. Okay. Um, and a toilet. And a toilet. Look at old bathroom. <laughs> bathroom bonus. Not sure what else we might be describing other than a bathroom. And our two leads, Andy is uh, Kate Hudson, and Ben, who is Matthew McConaughey look like they maybe got rained on kate hudson's hair is a little straggly and they are having a um, pretty romantic moment that transitions with them taking each other's clothing off and getting into a shower which doesn't scream romance to me but here we are um then it cuts to a ferry ride where they are clearly together they wind up back at her house he requests that she come out to some sort of company event with him the next night and calls her uh, and says he'd like her to be his girlfriend, which seems, well, we can discuss all that. I won't add commentary. <laughs> um, he also hands her two tickets to game seven of a Knicks game, which I guess is probably Woo! some playoffs. And then we cut to a scene where she is speaking to her editor, who is named Lana. 
and uh, is saying she can't write the story that she was asked to write. And Lana basically tells her that she has to because she's a professional. So she's a little blackmailed into that. And then we go to the party where she is Ben's date. And uh, yeah, her, I guess Ben's boss suggests to her that she is in love with Ben and she realizes that she is. I think that's about it. I'm pretty sure uh, this segment is uh, covering, uh, it's part eight, and it's covering one hour, 20 minutes, and 39 seconds to one hour, 32 minutes, and 12 seconds. Yes. And there are 10 total parts. So we're pretty near the end. Yeah. Yeah. This, this It really seems like uh, the climax, in a sense, might happen right after mm-hmm. <laughs> this that, segment. That, that's the oh, feeling yeah. I got. Things are getting real. Exactly. Right well, yeah. you have that, like, beautiful romantic music at the start of the scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have some nice uh, Chantel Kravaziuk music. Yes. Uh, that's who sings the song. I shazammed it. <laughs> yes. Chantel Kravaziuk? Do you yeah, know any other songs by her? It. I do not. Okay. Uh, I've heard her name before. Okay, but... great. So that's my penetrating insight on her. <laughs> She's from Winnipeg. Okay. Very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Just like everything in this movie. In, in this minute. Mm-hmm. In this 11 minute and 33 second segment. That's <laughs> what I should have said. Yes. Just um, as beautiful um, as uh, Matthew McConaughey's torso, which... I'm glad I've I've never seen this movie before, but I'm glad that you know get the classic Matthew McConaughey with his shirt off. It's true, as if you haven't yeah. seen it enough. Here it is again. Never enough. <laughs> Felt like I was watching Sahara all over again. <laughs> uh, well, in this opening scene for us, um, in in this uh, I guess bathroom, you know, with the shower and the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the the crazy thing for me, uh, my my. Uh, podcast connection here is uh as i mentioned already uh, almost famous minute that i'm right. gonna be gonna be doing i think still at the time of this release of this <laughs> i will not have uh released an episode just yet but hopefully sometime in this uh year that this comes out 2019 i would assume awesome <laughs> if not next year um but so kate hudson uh, as many may know uh, is an almost famous and um so getting this segment where her, she's sitting, not actually utilizing, but sitting on the toilet, <laughs> is um, there is the uh, scene in roughly the middle of the movie, uh, almost famous, where she's actually is utilizing <laughs> the toilet <so. laughs> uh, and talking with uh, the, the, the other main lead uh, actor character. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, you think Matthew McConaughey, you think shirt off. You think Kate Hudson? You think toilets? <laughs> and, and and Patrick Fugit. We're glad we well we do get a little bit of shirt off in in there too, right around that, right around Thank that scene too. But uh, he's he's essentially a boy there. Yeah, um, we'll digress from talking about. That. Yeah, um, haven't seen it either. So so looking at um, kind of the the structure of the story which is that she's trying to lose this guy i feel like we got some abnormal minutes here because she does not seem to be trying to lose him at all that's what i was thinking like uh, you know i looked up the plot and first of all like i don't understand the parameters like because it seems like it would be real real easy for anybody to like end a relationship (laughs) (laughs) right like I, i could do that very easily right 
Yeah, it seems like there are there are like real serious deal breakers that you could introduce. Like, yeah, like what are her rules? Like, do they have to be like within ten days? If you wanted to, you know, push somebody away, it seems like that'd be real easy. So she has to like form a relationship first and then push him away within ten days. I think so. I think those are the rules. Is that your understanding, Eric? I, you know, I, I was. I, I mean, I'm going even less blind into this than you. I didn't look up any kind of summary oh, okay. at all, though. <laughs> um, but if there are these rules, um, roughly the way you explain them, yeah, it it, it seems it does seem weird that uh, uh, you need to you would need to uh, form the relationship first, and how many days can that can, that can take and vary greatly, and if they're not there. <laughs> not considered part of the 10 days or not is that's that'd be very confusing well it's it sounds like like, she works for sort of like a cosmopolitan magazine stand-in yeah Yeah. her boss is bb new earth yeah oh okay (laughs) lilith herself (laughs) from 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 cheers the old show cheers and and the and the spinoff fraser yes oh I thought she looked familiar. She, she, okay, I saw yeah, her in Frasier. I think quite a few times. Yeah, you know, Frasier's wife, that. Mm-hmm. ex-wife. Yeah, compared to compared to the other Cheers cast that showed up. She yeah, showed she, up a she lot had a bigger part each. in Frasier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she showed up a lot more than uh, Niles's <laughs> wife. Oh yeah, well, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I believe from what I understand, the whole idea is she's writing an article about she's going to get rid of her lover or her boyfriend in 10 days by doing like classic mistakes that women make in relationships Mm. or something Mm -hmm. so i don't know i guess rom-coms they don't make too much sense but it's like she so she has to she has to build she has to somehow build a relationship in 10 days and then push him away i don't know just it seems Fast but luckily me. for like, her, he has been tasked with making a woman fall in love with him in ten days because he says he can do oh. that. Yeah. yeah, right. That's so. These both of them have very silly bosses who think these <laughs> right. are like good, I, good ideas about how to judge their working ability. In the hashtag Me Too world of 2018, <laughs> this all seems very upsetting. <laughs> like. Yeah. Workplace, yeah. <laughs> romance, everything. Your boss should not have anything to say about this, you know? I, I, yeah. Also, and, also a very 2003 thing move about this movie is that Kate Hudson's character is a magazine writer who lives in Manhattan. Say you're an alien coming to uh, Earth to watch. You're learning everything from movies. You would think, like, oh, every woman in the world works for a magazine in New York and lives in a huge apartment yeah exactly and they they write like one article a month <laughs> right <laughs> this is how a, like every classic romance begins with a horrible deception right lying to each other on both yeah, yeah. they both do it so when the when the lie is exposed they're like oh wasn't that funny how we were being terrible <laughs> to each other um to, 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 to not to bring in other rom-coms just too soon but we're, we're kind of right. getting that territory but Sorry. so it almost the, the one i kind of think of the most because i'm not actually that familiar with probably say from this era very many rom-coms mm-hmm. um but just before or, or at the beginning of this era um uh, there's something about mary mm-hmm. and the deception stuff certainly plays a part into that yeah. 
Um, right. But but she's she's the. It's not. It's definitely not double sided. No, <laughs> she doesn't deceive right. at all. Right, she's just being deceived. <laughs> yes. She doesn't. Yeah. She never finds out yeah. what that is really hmm. in her hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she doesn't strike back and put something in his, in his right. Head. Right. <laughs> he suffered enough with the zipper and everything. <laughs> yeah. He did enough to himself. Um, so back to, the, I mean, this, this really, you know, the, the crux of the matter, the 10-day thing, I mean, you know, and I even made the note, you know, so what is this 10-day premise? Mm-hmm. Um, right. and, and then additionally that she's doomed to lose him is what I was thinking even. Oh, yeah. Um, not, not that she's trying to. Um, and then well, there my... was one point you mentioned a few minutes ago here um, that, uh, you know, th- there's typical things that uh, women do that, you know, not... I would assume by accident or because they're flawed maybe in some way that they they just want to uh, subconsciously ruin their relationships or something. Right. I don't know. But um, the one thing that, that I think we already mentioned um, that he says to her, you know, that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. It's and true. And that's something that uh, popped into my head at that point a few a couple minutes ago was that, uh, you know, that's something that she could have said to him that would help doom it, <laughs> help... help uh, lose him would be if she had said something like that to mm-hmm. him that can ordinarily guys away it would except his his goal is to yeah, make right. her fall in love in 10 days mm-hmm. so, so i don't it's weird <laughs> well it's all you know it's all based on these like very sexist ideas about how women are yes. just like these clingy <laughs> creatures who just want commitment and they have to trick men into wanting to be with them by acting like they don't want commitment you know Classic chicks. Classic chicks and then sexist notions, classic dude who doesn't want commitment. And he has to be like, I don't want a girlfriend. I just want to, you know, bone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So after bathroom boning, which what better place to do it than in a room with a toilet in it. um, (laughs) (laughs) They... uh, they uh, they're they're on a like a a boat around the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. and just watching the scene, I was just really like this fairy they're on. I was I was really just expecting Spider Man and Iron Man to show up at <laughs> <Yeah>. any second, <laughs> right here. But instead, we just got some really uh really nice prominent. Coca-Cola product placement. Yeah. <laughs> I and, I am not you know, that familiar with right. New York, and so I didn't recognize what city it was until the Statue of Liberty showed up and kept being like, is that Chicago? What is that? Well, who knows where they filmed it? It could have been filmed in Chicago. True. This could, could be just like a, a CGI um, <laughs> Statue of Liberty put in there. Oh my God. They're like, yeah, they're like in a green a... screen. They're not even on yeah. a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... And I thought, like, mm, this is America. Two white people drinking Coca-Cola on the ship in front of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it's got it all. A thing that I noticed about this being a 2003 romantic comedy is that nearly everyone in the movie is white. The doorman being, like, the one exception. I think, Who's just yeah. sitting there, standing there watching this weird scene play out. One of the Judys seemed like she might not be white. 
But they're both evil, obviously. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah, it seems a bit hard to talk about the status of either Ben's pitch or uh, Andy's methods to put Ben off. Well, it seems, in the, in the minutes we watched, it right. seems like it's uh, solidly in his favor, at least. Yeah. Looks looks like it's going pretty well yeah. until his boss comes up to her and he's like, hey, you guys are in love, right? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, uh, no, don't tell Ben. Her face goes on a journey there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so is his boss, uh, who is played by uh, Robert Klein, um, uh, just just for people to understand better, make sure we know we know what, who, who we're talking mm. about a little right. better, maybe. Um, but and, um, so is he in on his his uh, goal? And that's why he's but, so so interested. Yes. And in phrasing that. Yes, way? his is that boss right? is the one who he has the bet with that he can make any woman right. fall in love with him. Right. And if he does that, then he gets to, from what I understand, he gets to be uh, in charge of advertising for this yes. diamond company. That's the deal. Yes. And his boss seems to want him to succeed. Mm-hmm. He seems very happy for so him. He's like, yeah. He's like, so you're in love, right? I really want to give the advertising account to this guy. He's actually very talented at advertising, so please tell me you're in love with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's no way I'm going to give him the job otherwise. <laughs> Certainly not based on like his actual qualifications. Yeah, I've seen his previous work. That's not what I'm interested in. And I guess he, yeah, he also seems a little mercenary because he doesn't really care that this woman is in love with his worker, who he knows doesn't really have feelings for her and is just trying to win a bet for money. <laughs> right. Yeah. All, all other people are just pawns that are twisted games. <laughs> right. With, I mean, and he seems, he seems to know her boss too. So yeah, like I I'm sure that two, the two bosses don't know that the others are doing this thing, but they, uh, they don't seem to be any stranger to using their subordinates to play twisted little games. <laughs> Right. Well, that that would be an even better twist, though, if they actually they'd been uh, did know each other from the start. Well, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's almost like you know, if the devil you know got them to conspire or got them. Right. To, we don't yeah. actually care about our companies at all. We just love uh, we love uh, you know placing our subordinates into these little twisted games, <laughs> and it's uh, they actually have a bet with each other to see like. Which of our subordinates can we make the most miserable? And that that's actually like the the, the overriding bet. So So is it's like twist up twist upon twist. <laughs> it's like inception. So the ultimate twist is that capitalism makes monsters of us all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Happy ending. <laughs> um one other thing, uh prior to the the latter part of the the eleven minutes, thirty three seconds, is um is when they are uh, uh, in front of her building, and he's uh, showing her the tickets that you've. They're tickets to Game Seven. I'm not as right. familiar with basketball as I am baseball, but if you had tickets to Game Seven, that that's not guaranteed to happen. Mm, good point. Because, right, like know, they're, are they they're decided possibly playoffs? in as few as four games. <laughs> yeah, right. and he does actually tell yeah. her that it's like several days from then. Yeah. yeah. Right. Day thirteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Relationship. Now, yeah, if it was tomorrow night's game seven and the game six was just played the night before, mm-hmm. then hey, that, that that would be a sure thing, then of course. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Maybe he also doesn't understand how sports works. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was like, I know what girls like. Tickets to game seven. Well, that that was his revenge for having to, having to <laughs> go to a Celine Dion concert earlier. <laughs> like, this time we're going to watch sports. <laughs> I had to pretend I like something. Now you have to pretend you like something. That's what love is. Right. Because all relationships between men and women are antagonistic because they're inherently too different to enjoy the same things. <laughs> yeah. They're from two different planets. Oh, right. I always forget that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I always... You, you forget. You think everyone's from Earth. Mm-hmm. They're not. Nobody's from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it would have been a bad thing if, if the planet that we know as Mercury was named Mars. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You know? It would have been yeah. Mars and Venus that are the innermost, and then we're not in the middle yeah. at that point. Right. That would have but it worked out it would well. be too Just hot. Just meet up on like, some tiny asteroid. It wouldn't be hot. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a strong like lesbian power vibe from the Judies and think that oh, they yeah, should get totally. together. And maybe they are together. I'm not sure. Yeah, but they should. They should just, you know, get out of this game. Mm-hmm. Go back to Venus. Be happy <laughs> <together>. Exactly. <laughs> it looks like... Yeah, the one and, says something about competition there. Right. And But they are they on his side? Because they seem like unhappy that she seems to be falling in love with him. I actually think that they are the ones who would like to be doing the advertising if he fails. Oh, is that I what it is? I think that they're his rivals at work. Okay. Based on a single sentence in Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely... The best way to enjoy a film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they definitely don't seem to be up to any good. No. no. Like, they're they're clearly evil. Mm-hmm. And based on what I saw... Wikipedia, there's like two dudes also who I are also aware of this, but they don't seem to come into play in this. Minutes. Well, unless it's um, uh, you caught. Uh, did you catch a uh, Thomas Lennon there and uh, Adam Goldberg? Oh, that's who it is. And Thomas Lennon yeah. is that, the one that, that says was, couples. Those were the guys. Those yeah. were the guys. Oh, okay, the couples. I'm therapy. wondering if they I, are. I it's, according to Wikipedia, they so. Okay, that that's them then. Tony then, is Adam Goldberg. Thayer is Thomas Lennon. They barely have anything going on in this yeah. segment, but they're like they the make male an appearance, Judies. but uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, the male Judies in the structure of this movie. Well, maybe they are actually very accomplished advertising people who do better work than he does. And yeah, they're evil because they want to be hired on the basis of their skills as opposed to. <laughs> They're like Lothario performing, status. Right, performing a weird quest that has nothing <laughs> to actually do with the work. Exactly. Doing. And so they're mad that this is happening, which uh, makes a lot of sense which to me. Which is relatable. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, what, is, what does advertising have to do exactly with making a woman fall in, fall in love with you? In ten days, which which if you're Matthew McConaughey, how hard could that be? Yeah, this might this movie might have come out around the same time as that Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want. Oh, another classic. Which I think had a sort of similar premise, like he needed to figure out what women want in order to succeed at work. Right, and then he got struck by lightning and could like read minds or something. <laughs> right. Another movie based on deception. Yeah. And love. love, love. It's all. It's all just deception. Mm-hmm. The same. Two sides of the same coin. And and, and then uh, apparently, I, I believe I've heard that there that there is a 
an alternate reversal version of what women want that's happening. Oh, really? Or it has happened? What men want? Oh, interesting. I'm pretty sure I've heard about that. So, as, as you were talking about in this 2018 Me Too movement <laughs> era. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we can find out what men want. I think I want just to, you know, have a nice, healthy relationship, but... Not based on lies. I don't know, lies. is that like... Is that unmasculine? I don't know, you know. <laughs> no, I just I just want to bone and go to basketball games. Right. BB Newworth the boss. Um it's a pretty interesting scene where she uh Andy, Andy Kate Hudson comes in to say oh, I can't write the article anymore and uh she has this uh line that I feel like she has obviously come up with and has been waiting to say forever because it does not seem like a thing you could come up with on the fly where she's like do you see any patches or badges on my clothing and uh andy's like no what the hell are you talking about that's because i'm not your girl scout leader i'm your boss (laughs) i feel like this is something either that she says all the time Mm -hmm. it's like a thing that she loves to say or that She's come up with it way beforehand because it seems very forced and not like something you would just say yeah. in the moment. It, it, it's it's her version of uh, Jules's uh, line in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> what does Marcellus Wallace look like? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it leads it down to a path of things that he looks like, and that's not what he's going for. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah, you're right. It's very reminiscent of that. It's perhaps an homage. <laughs> Yeah, I f- rom- a I f- rom-com homage to <laughs> an indie gangster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I From felt like this movie, yeah, this movie was heavily indebted to uh, Pulp Fiction in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of lies. A lot of deception. Are there any other uh, aspects we need to hit um, before I think the last segment will be about uh, where the film is heading? Yeah, um... I just like the coquettish uh, back turn, like when uh, he's mm. the show up to the party, and she's like, eh, "Look at my back!" Yeah, and he's just like, "You're beautiful." <laughs> I mean, that dress is stunning. She does look amazing in that dress. Ah, it's it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned to and, a, uh, a male friend of mine that I was going to be doing this, and he was like, "You're lucky. I would watch Kate Hudson read the phone book." She's hot. She's very beautiful. And so is Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Young Matthew McConaughey is a good-looking dude. He's not my type by any means, but he's a good-looking guy. Beautiful people. Mm -hmm. Plot of these movies would always work out a lot better if the people were just, like, average people. (laughs) If everyone wasn't, like, model gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah, it would always make more sense. I'm a little disappointed (laughs) that we didn't see... um, her two friends in this because i feel like a big trope of romantic comedies is that the gorgeous lead the actress friends. friends like genie and uh and michelle i assume the trope is that neither of them are like as beautiful as she is but in reality they're played Which, by like models it probably means that they have like glasses yeah exactly like they'll put their hair up sometimes <laughs> still like a 15 compared to <laughs> You know, real life. Exactly. Six or seven. Exactly. <laughs> so as far as where I think the film is heading, yeah. not just because I read the Wikipedia summary, um, 
<laughs> I have a feeling that it's about to head somewhere extremely awkward. That's it's about to get dark. Yeah, it's gonna get to like a public breakup scene. Maybe even at this party. I assume at the party, or maybe like they'll run out of the party or something. Right, and uh, it will definitely be raining at some point. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> All the most heartfelt moments usually take place mm-hmm. in the rain. It's hard for anybody to express their true feelings unless they are soaking wet. <laughs> and, and then after that, I, I feel like after that would be a period of time where they're separate from each other. Mm. And one of them is trying to get in, t- in contact with mm-hmm. the other, right? Yeah. Yes. But the other one doesn't want yep. to. No, they both succeed. No. Yeah. There's some like kind of technicality t- where one of them, yes. one of them yeah. clearly wins their, their goal. But the other one, right. by by technicality, also wins. Right. Yes. Right. And then, well, because if they have a fight, she will in fact lose the guy. So they'll be sad, but they'll also be happy because they accomplished their goals, and their bosses will both be like, "You're great," <laughs> but they'll feel they'll feel hollow inside and realize how much they love each other, and they'll be like, "Like screw you, bosses," <laughs> right? And for making us do these horrible things. Yeah. I have to say, just from a practical standpoint, that <laughs> if I were to break up with someone and they were to chase me to the airport, I would be pretty mad about it because an airplane ticket is expensive. I would like to resolve <laughs> that before we got to that point. Yeah. Are you going to, you know, reimburse Right. Me? Like, am I just canceling this ticket? Am I going to get on a TSA watch <laughs> yeah. list for this? What's going on? Is my luggage already gone? Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Have I already gone through? Yeah. Am I through security? Like, there's no way. I Yeah. I would like to see a, a, a comedy movie where she's already gone through security and the guy is running up and he has to, like, stand in line for 30 minutes. He's, like, waving to her, like, hey, wait. And then stand in line for 30 minutes, uh, take his shoes off, get patted down. Do the x-ray thing, you know, all the humiliating stuff that we have to do every time we get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, standing at the gate for, like, 30 minutes, like, oh, God. Hurry. And he and he hurry leaves up. his shoes, or, 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 or better yet, he picks them up and carries them while he's running. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I want to see him confessing yeah. his love while he's holding his shoes in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To twist the knife a little more, she's like, no, because I already bought the plane ticket and I'm leaving. Yeah, I actually need to go pursue my career. Yeah. yeah. I met you 10 days ago. What is this? But also, we live in New York and I'm rich, so whatever. <laughs> True. Um, well, we certainly have been talking about other rom-coms here and there throughout. Uh, is there more uh, general uh, take on rom-coms for either of you? I hate sexist tropes. Um, the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, then... Rom-coms of the early aughts are probably not for No, you, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not for me either. Yeah. Also, a lot of comedies of that time period are not for me for the same reason. Mm. It's funny. Like, you know, that was when I was right out of high school around this time mm-hmm. was when these all came out. And it's amazing how, how dated so many of these movies already seem. Yeah. Um, uh, sort of on that topic about it being really dated, it occupies that kind of weird space where People in real life had cell phones, but people in movies didn't seem to know how to deal with that as a plot point yet. Yeah. And so no yeah. one has a cell phone, and so like no one can contact each other at a time that nowadays right. we'd be like, I'll just text, you know? And there's like a right. lag is... time in movies where they couldn't they didn't seem to know how to handle the idea um, of a cell phone. Right. It's weird because like they were screenwriter screenwriters was just like I don't even want to think about that. It makes <laughs> 
I've 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 spent all this time learning how to write movies, and this changes everything. Exactly. It's like, wait, like every sitcom in the '90s, <laughs> half of the plots could never work now yeah. because they'd all be solved instantly by having a. Or phone. like the X Files, for example. You, you just couldn't yes. make that show. <laughs> so the, the, I feel like this was the age of rom coms, and obviously, being a dude, bro, back in the day, these weren't my thing. Although every time I ended up seeing one, I was like kind of secretly enjoying them, but also being at the same time, the plots are so formulaic, so hackneyed, and mm-hmm. so dependent on these very like stereotype views of men and mm-hmm. women. Make a funny movie about love without it having to be like based on these really contrived scenarios. Yeah. Can we think of any good romantic comedies? Well, well my favorite mm-hmm. is, and I'm not any kind of connoisseur of them, but it definitely always sticks out in my mind, um, is When Harry Met Sally. Okay. That's definitely older than, than I think the two of you. I think I'm a bit older than Yeah, I've never seen it, unfortunately. Either of you, but... I may have seen it, but it was a long time ago. I don't really remember, but I know it's it's held up as like a classic mm-hmm. Um you got mail was one that I kind of remember like. Yeah, that was going to be my choice. Um, I also like the one. Uh, I forget the name. It's the one with Hugh Jackman, where he's like from the eighteen hundreds, oh. and I'm like, what is that called? I'm like, yeah, let's let's, Kate and uh, let's have some. Yes, that's yeah. it. That's it. And I I remember kind of enjoying that one because I'm like, well, there's a little you know sci-fi twist in my rom-com mm-hmm. and that's that's my bag right mm-hmm. there time travel so i like that premise for being a romantic comedy where it's also like this ridiculous time travel story and yeah fun to uh you know have a romance with a man from the 1800s yeah yeah that's a cute one so basically I, we like meg ryan is what we've all determined <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yes but that one it's like he actually has a good reason to be lying because like obviously no one's gonna believe that i came from a hundred years in the past i wouldn't believe that if a woman told me right that who was romancing me I don't have anything else to say. Um, I think I think we're kind of wrapping up for the whole brunt of the episode. Um, so, uh, uh, Jack, uh, for you, can you uh, tell us about things you're doing? So, as I've alluded to, um, I love sci-fi. I love time travel. I love B.B. Newworth. And uh, all of these things can be seen in Star Trek at different points. B.B. Newworth is a classic character and it'll next generation episode where she uh it's a romantic comedy with her and will Riker, who is much more than matthew mcconaughey he's the sexiest man alive to me but reopening the wormhole is my first podcast that is still happening right now it's a star trek deep space nine podcast where we watch every episode in random order despite it being a heavily serialized show (laughs) that's our gimmick it's yeah it's me and my brother and a mutual friend, and you can find that at reopeningthewormhole.com. And I also have a Planet of the Apes podcast called The Apecast, where we, me and a friend, uh, were watching all the movies, uh, the fantastic television show from the 1970s, and we'll be getting into the cartoon pretty soon by the time you hear this. Yeah, so we're talking movies, books, comics, the silly Tim Burton movie, everything. Theapecast.libson.com. So if you like apes and you like me, can't really go wrong with this podcast. (laughs) And uh, Jamie, what what about you? you have any plugs? Um, I do a music and book recommendation podcast, which can be found on all your various 
podcast aggregators. It's called Radio Clash Revival. And uh, it's it's Ooh. with a friend of mine who lives in Montreal. We used to have a college radio show together, so we just kept it going as a podcast. Um, so if you like indie music and you like book recommendations, we've got you. I also would I say... I like those things. <laughs> thank you. Please check us out. We're Radio Clash Revival. Yeah. And uh, I, think I, will. I also would like to recommend a movie that I thought was very romantic that I saw recently, which is not a comedy at all. You will cry a lot if you watch this movie, um, or at least I did, all over the airplane. I watched it on. It's called Disobedience, and it stars Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams as uh, two women who are attracted to each other in the Orthodox Jewish community of North London. Yeah, I had heard about it through the, the secret secret queer ladies movie list um but then when i saw it on this airplane i was like gotta watch it probably don't recommend watching on an airplane if you are near a child or cannot cover your screen <laughs> how about you uh so you can hear me on uh, watchman minute uh just uh, google watchman minute uh and you'll get things right away all the all the standard podcatchers and so forth and you can even uh, like us on facebook at facebook.com slash watchman minute group there that we going to discuss and and this should be uh in the group uh as well uh, th- this uh uh podcast uh should be in the should be talked about in the uh minute makers and listeners uh group there on facebook um i also have my upcoming uh sometime hopefully later this year uh almost famous minute and uh the main thing i have uh wait wait to uh get in get in on the inside track on that is the twitter handle for for uh Almost Famous Minute is at Almost Famous Men. Okay. Awesome. And uh, also speaking of Minute minute Podcasts, um, you and me, Eric, not at the same time, but we've both been on uh, the 2001 oh, yeah. Minute, open the pod, bath, pod bay doors out. So if you want to hear both of us at different times, you like us both, but you don't want to hear us together anymore. Uh, yeah, just check that out. A little shout out to those guys there doing some fine work over there yeah and i I should shout out the indiana jones minute guys who i have been a guest on all three of their seasons as an archaeology expert because i'm an archaeologist they have a delightful podcast with indiana jones minute movies by minutes check it out and you know of course all the the grandpappy in the mall star wars Mm -hmm. minute so it's all it's all thanks to those guys so check that out too obviously okay thanks so much guys i'm glad we all were able to get together and and you'll next year part nine from uh, someone else. Uh, yeah. Great. Bye. 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 Bye.